everyone, welcome back. I'm your host, Belvi Finn, here to talk with a third-year Caribbean medical school student. Here we'll be talking about his journeys to pursuing medicine, his obstacle that he's faced when pursuing it, as well as his future aspirations as a doctor. Aspiring Doctors is a platform dedicated to providing individuals with opportunities to learn more about medical careers despite the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, hi, how are you? Very well, thanks. And you? I'm good. I'm great. Nice seeing you. So, um, <laughs> so tell me a bit about you. Well, um, I was trying to figure out how best to lay it out because yeah. I have done so much stuff before. <laughs> but, um, but the biggest thing about my story that um, almost everyone always um, uh, talks about or us, um, I'm an immigrant. So I moved from Zimbabwe to Canada uh, back in 2001 and I started high school um, soon after I arrived uh, pretty much um, uh, soon after I arrived I, I went to high school I was at Central Commerce Collegiate in Toronto uh, Canada and uh, after that I went on to Carleton University at uh, in Ottawa and I have been in school I think ever since Oh, wow. yeah. but I've been in school for a long time that's crazy that's crazy so yes. um yeah so I'm from the United States so so yeah. ha have you ever studied in the United States at all I uh, know no I haven't okay, um, okay. I, I was I was I only studied in Canada Okay, so you said that you had a, a long work experience before being a med student. So can you tell me a bit about that? Some of it, yes. Yeah. So uh, while I was uh, I was doing my undergrad, I I also worked. So um, so and in between, I also um, after after doing my studies, I I had other jobs. Um, and so I would work, and then I would study out, and then go back to oh, wow. to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, school's fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's like the university life. It's like, mm, you know what? I need a break from real life. <laughs> Let me yeah. go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so, so I worked um, mostly sales and yeah. I, I did Subway like everyone who's starting out. Yeah, yeah. Um, McDonald's never hired me. <laughs> and yeah. I applied. They never hired me. They would never <laughs> hire me. Yeah. So I went to Subway instead. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I have a friend that works in Subway, so he likes it there a lot. Yes. Um, yeah, so, Subway is pretty good. Yes. Yeah, so you mentioned that you are an immigrant, right? So yes. what prompted you to go to Canada and seek a career in medicine rather than stay in your home and do that there? Yes, well, um, I I didn't in, uh, intend to uh, move to Canada to study medicine. Uh, it just so happened uh, that I happened to move. Um, when, I when I was 18, um, my parents and I decided that I needed to do something uh, with my life. And one of the things that they thought uh, would be great was to move to Canada. Now, coincidentally, I had also become a political activist at the time, oh. and it was not very uh, how my life was not completely in danger, okay, but okay. it was in danger. So yeah. I moved to Canada as a refugee. I see. That's how I see. that's how I got to Canada. 
So I moved as a political refugee uh, because of the political instability that was going on at home. And my parents feared I would get uh, kidnapped or worse killed. So yeah. that's how we decided that, that I ended up in Canada. And along the, uh, the line, I ended up in med school. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, tell me a bit about why you wanted to go into medicine. So from a young age, I, I always wanted to, uh, to, to go into medicine. I always thought, of, uh, thought I would get into med school. Now, when I did my undergrad um, at, at Carlton, I studied, I, I got into the uh, neuroscience program. And one of my goals uh, with a, a neuroscience degree was to use it to get into med school. Now, in those days, I was as a refugee. There were, I felt there were very few chances for me as a refugee to get into Canadian med school because all the requirements asked for citizen or permanent resident. I was neither one of those. So after a few years of looking at almost all the med schools in Canada and seeing that one of the requirements is citizenship or permanent residence. And since I was a refugee, I I didn't um, I never I never applied for them. Yeah. So so then is that why you applied to go to the Caribbean med schools instead? Nope, that's not the reason why either. Oh, so, okay. so so go uh, into that a bit. Why did you choose the Caribbean med school systems? So um, in 2009, 10, 11-ish, thereabouts, uh, one of my uh, very good friends was applying to med school. And uh, she had applied uh, in Canada. And uh, she had applied, um, uh, but she, 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 uh, she didn't, I forget whether she didn't get in or she just wanted uh, to get into med school as soon as she could um, after about doing two years of um, undergrad. So she eventually got uh, uh, acceptance into a Caribbean medical school uh, that was in on um, St. Kitts. And so she went through med school until I think about she graduated in 2015-16. And uh, when she was done, she said, Tapello, you should go to med school. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm way too old. It's been, it's been a few years since I last was at school. I, I don't qualify for med school. She's like, no, just speak with someone, speak with my dean, uh, speak with the admissions uh, people and see if you qualify. And after a few talks with the, with the, with the dean, um, I, uh, they encouraged me to submit the application and I got an acceptance and I was like, oh, so, so I can go to med school. Now that was a, that was a shock to me, one, and that was one of my, uh, my biggest dreams that I had forgotten about that were fulfilled. And that's how I happened to come up to med school. Now, I think uh, in my email, I told you about uh, that three most important questions exercise. It, so when this came up and I was accepted and what my friend was uh, had encouraged me to do, had been encouraging me to do, and I looked at my three most important questions um, uh, uh, framework, almost everything um, uh, uh, fit into those categories. So the three most important questions ask you, 
what experiences do you want in your life? What uh, kind of growth do you want to have in your life? And what types of contributions do you want to leave uh, uh, in this life? And medicine uh, fit into all my three experiences. So uh, I got to experience life in the Caribbean. I always wanted to live uh, on a tropical island. I get to grow intellectually. That's something that I've, since I've been in school for so long. And I can give back to my community uh, when I become a doctor. So it fits into my three most important uh, questions uh, framework. And it was a no-brainer. I said, yes, I will do. I will go to yeah. that. That's awesome. That's awesome that you found a career that you would be like willing and happy to succeed in. Because I know a lot of people, they, they have a career and they're not happy in what they're doing. Right. But I think a lot of people I know who go into medicine are always so happy because they're like, this is what I want. I get to help people. And that's something that I think medicine is great at providing this opportunity. Exactly. For and so, uh, um, one thing on, uh, about that as well. Yeah. Uh, I believe... Uh, ask me in 10 years if I still believe it, but I believe it, when I become a doctor, even if they didn't pay me, I would still be a doctor. Oh, now, wow. my yeah. friends always tell me I'm crazy. One of my professors told me <laughs> I'm crazy. They were like, no. <laughs> so ask me in 10 years. I will let you know if I still believe yeah, that. Yeah. But ask me in 10 years. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so you say that you love medicine and it provides everything that you want in a career. So what have you experienced outside of medicine and how did that, ex how did those experiences help you realize, oh, that's not for me. Business is not for me. Sales is not for me. Well, it, it's, it's been a, a, um, a cumulative effect of, uh, my life experiences. So I am 38 right now. I have to count. <laughs> so when i uh, when i started um undergrad i was at 20 i think i was 19. uh i know i was 20. so from working at a subway uh uh going through school working in a call center selling stuff that people didn't want people yelling at me on the phone uh for disturbing them at dinner time it's like come on i didn't know you were having dinner <laughs> And then I moved on. I was a an admin assistant. I worked um, uh, for a nonprofit organization as an administrative assistant. Um, decided to go back to school. Um, I studied uh, non-degree studies uh, to see if I still wanted to be in school. Um, after I left that, I was I I did um, uh, financial uh, what's it called financial planning, helping people yeah. plan their insurance and investments. And in all those things, what I enjoyed most was helping people. Like yeah. if I, if I, when I was in a job where I felt like I was contributing to the betterment of, of people's lives, that's where I felt the most um, um, uh, fulfillment. And then uh, fast forward a few years when my friend encouraged me to, to apply to med school, this would be, I would be fulfilling people, uh, I would be helping uh, the com community and I'll be helping people um, all the days of my life as, as, as a physician. Uh, unlike some days, because if as a financial planner, you only have one or two clients per month that you actually help. 
um, the other days you're looking for clients. Um, it's a, it's a well-paying job. It's a fulfilling job, but it's only one, two. If you're, if you're a, uh, a good financial planner, maybe you help one family a week. Um, but most of us who were average salespeople, uh, one or two a month uh, was about the say was about the amount of people that we actually helped. So helping people was the, um, was one of the biggest factors for choosing medicine. Yeah, I think a lot of people say the same thing too. They want to go into medicine to help people, right? Now, don't so, get me wrong. The money is yeah. great. It is okay. <laughs> one of the things we all talk about at school. It's like, uh, yeah, doctor money. So yes, we <laughs> we love to help people, but um, uh, that also helps. So yeah. So anyone so, who tells you that they they don't care about the money, like I did earlier, <laughs> uh, take yeah. it with a grain of salt. We. I know yeah. they will pay me. That's why I can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes. also, I think it's also risky if you go into medicine and quit halfway because you have all these student loans that are piling up. And it's like, I'm not going to be that rich until I'm like seven, eight years when I pay off 200000 in student loans. <laughs> now, that's the unfortunate part that yeah. we, we incur so much uh, debt uh, as, as med students. Right now, I shed a little tear whenever I look at my student loan <laughs> statement. It's like, oh my goodness, I could buy two houses with this money. Oh my God. So, yes. So, it do does you, get yeah. a, bit, uh, a bit much. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, so, have you considered a career in like PA school or being a nurse practitioner? Because I know. A few people I know have considered going to those schools rather than med school because the training is a lot shorter and therefore there's a lot less debt you have to take on. Yes, I, I considered those, but only briefly. Now, one of the reasons why I considered them only briefly was because of the amount of impact um, that I would have. I felt like um, going to PA school, I would would restrict me on some um, aspects of how I could provide um, healthcare to the community. So my goal um, is to help, uh, is to provide um, um, uh, medical services to underserved uh, communities. So for us in Canada, we have the First Nations, um, and we have rural communities that are generally underserved. Uh, we have some um, underserved communities in the in the city. But in rural communities, it is more, <coughs> sorry, it is more, um, the impact is felt more uh, if, if the community doesn't have um, a, a doctor. Give me a sec. I just went, it went down the wrong way. But, <laughs> so, so that's why I didn't consider, I did, I briefly considered PA and nurse practitioner. Now, when I apply, when I looked at nurse practitioner, one of the things for me was that nurse practitioner school was as uh, um, the the degree was as long as as med school, and I thought, well, why? Um, if I have the aptitude for med school, why would I go for nurse practitioner if it's going to take roughly the same amount? Uh, yes, it's um, it's cheaper than med school. Um, but I thought about the impact, and that's how I chose it. Now, PA school was still 
in Canada, we I believe we only have one or two PA schools. So I would have to go to the U.S. Now, oh, wow. now with the U.S., uh, even though uh, generally it's cheaper, the <coughs> sorry, the um, the Canadian dollar to U.S. dollar exchange rate usually gives us pause when we have to do something in the U.S. I see, I see, yeah. So I want to shift this conversation into your experience as more of your daily life and what it looks like as a Caribbean okay. student, because I'm pretty curious yes. about that. So tell me what it's like to live on an island and study there. Well, uh, it can be distracting. I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It can be distracting uh, because um, most schools, um, I have friends on, on, in other schools in other Caribbean islands, uh, but most schools in general are very close to the beach. They're very close to, and since, it's, and since these are islands, they're very small. So it's very easy to get to the local uh, nightclub, the local bars, the local restaurants, the local beaches. So it's very easy uh, to get uh, distracted if you are not disciplined with your time. Uh, but it is also... but. Uh, but one thing about uh, med school is that uh, you quickly find out that there are not enough hours in the day to do everything that you're supposed to do. So as much as you would love to go and, and have a beach day, it is not as easy as, as, as going. Some, some of my schoolmates uh, hardly ever went to the beach. They're like some I could say never, um, but yes, it does happen. Oh, wow. But yeah. for some of us, um, oh, I, I personally, I, I set aside, uh, I would set aside time that I want one beach day at least a, a month so that I could go and just decompress and de-stress because um, it's not that med school is hard. Uh, it's just that there's a lot of material to cover. There's a lot of material to integrate and there's a lot of material that that you have to um, synthesize in order to come up with a solution. So it's it, it's it's unlike um, uh, calculus and algebra where x plus y is equal to to z. It's 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 x plus y is equal to maybe we can put in a and b. Maybe d and e would would work. It's one of those things. Yeah. But you have to realize why A and B works, but not D and E works. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. so that's that's one thing that you quickly realize when you get to med school. But the life, uh, yes, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, we we have perfect weather throughout the year. Um, oh wow! Um, the island where I studied, uh, Curacao, um, is outside the hurricane belt. So we were fortunate okay. that we don't have to worry about extreme weather. So, I see. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it 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 can be fun. It can be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I know you mentioned having to study a lot, right? Yes. You mentioned, oh, there are not enough hours in the the day to study and do everything you want. So how do you manage to find balance in your life, even though you're a med student having to study probably like all morning, all night? Uh. They, they they tell us that med school um, med students have no life. So <laughs> if you want a life, choose something else. 
<laughs> but um, but yes, you can have a life. Um, it's harder, uh, but it's not impossible. I know I know a lot of my schoolmates who who have way more fun than I do. Um, I, I'm I consider myself one of the ones who who was able to enjoy a lot of the offerings that uh, the island had. Um, I've been to I think almost all of the beaches in Curacao. Um, I have um, I, I I didn't I wasn't a nightlife person, so I didn't see most of the the night uh, nightlife. Um, I I don't go to restaurants as much as, as my friends do, but um, uh, it's it's um, y- you have to set a timetable. You have to set uh, boundaries as to what you can do and what you can't do. So, for example, uh, my day uh, consisted of uh, waking up at 6 a.m. Uh, we have classes from uh, 8 to sometimes 3.30 or 4.45. Um, and then after school, um, I, you, you relax a little bit. And from like uh, 7 p.m. to, uh, to about yeah, 11 p.m., uh, you are studying, you're revising your work. Uh, you're doing the homework if there was homework assigned, and you repeat Monday to Friday. Uh, you can take a little break on Saturday, but um, Sunday, um, if you're a church person, you go to church after church. It's pretty much back on preparing for the lessons for the for the upcoming week. It is so jam packed that you you have to to be to be a good planner which is why i set aside um like my beach day so such that i knew that okay in two weeks or in three weeks i'm I'm having a beach day it doesn't matter what what assignments are up which exams are coming up which tests or which midterms are coming up if it's beach day it's beach day because you need you need that break yeah so have you seen or, or have you experienced yourself burnout or seen your friends experience burnout or anyone drop out of medical school? Um, I've seen uh, a, f- a few people who've dropped out. Um, as, um, people drop out for, for many reasons. Um, uh, financial reasons. Um, it is expensive. One of the things that you realize is that um, Sometimes the cost benefit um, of studying medicine, if if you are not as 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 uh, academically, um, uh, if you are academically challenged, it, it it makes it harder. And many people who cannot make it academically are the ones who usually drop out. Um, other people drop out for financial reasons. A burnout. Um, in the Caribbean is less uh, is well in my school specifically. Um, it was less of an issue because we we had we had we had um, a support. Like our our curriculum is not as as uh, strict as uh, some other schools where uh, with one failure you are kicked out of the system. And that causes a lot of stress and anxiety. So um, my school has remedial courses. So it, it, for example, if, if you don't do well in one of your courses, you are given an opportunity to remediate that grade. So that, 
that makes it uh, less stressful for, for people. Um, I have heard of some schools where if you fail one course, uh, even j by just like one point, one percent, um, you can be kicked out of the program. So um, burnout um, for us was less of, an, of, a, of, a, of a thing. But uh, along those lines, I did burn out in my second semester. Uh, the, my second semester was one of the hardest semesters. I almost quit. My grades were were average, like Bs and Cs. And I was thinking, if I am a B and a C student at this point, I'm only in my second semester, and I'm a B and a C student at this point, what more in fourth semester? What more for my licensing exam? What we, what for my for my second licensing exam? What for, for my what more for my third licensing exam? And I I was like, this is expensive. Um, maybe I need to call it in uh, call it quits. Um, but luckily, I have support. I have friends who had gone through it, so I called them, and you know, you have some crying sessions, um, and they talk you down. So yeah. my friends uh, talked me down. Um, it was it was a tough semester, um, yeah. but after that, the third and the fourth semester on, on the island, that was a pretty much a breeze. I was like, wow, I am glad I didn't leave, because um, I, after after a while, something clicks in your head, and something is like things start to make sense. Everything starts to make sense. You see a patient presentation, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Um, that, that's one of the things that, that came up. Um, but burnout is real. Um, it, it does happen. Um, it was less so in my school, um, but we have had a few people who left uh, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, so what advice would you give to people who are wanting to drop out of medical school? What advice can you tell them to let them know you can push forward, you can do this? Um, one of the things is that you need a, a good support system. So think about the reason why you came to med school in the first place. Because when you when you take a look at why you came to med school, uh, for, for me, it was one of those things where it's like, how many people am I letting down if I, if I leave? How many people are not going to have a doctor if I leave? Because... In some instances, I might be the only doctor that they would have. So like in our northern communities um, yeah, uh, in Canada, some communities don't have a doctor for, uh, for weeks. So, so they have to fly in doctors who, are, who only come in for a, a short amount of time, and then they go back to where they come from. So th those guys, what if the, that doctor who was supposed to be flown in uh, was you, and you left? who's going to take your spot? Are you sure that someone else is going to take your spot? So that's one of those things that um, if that's your motivation to help people, it's like, uh, how many people am I letting down? And then uh, think about your friends and family. Some of us have our friends and family uh, paying our tuition for us and our living expenses for us. They're supporting us uh, with accommodation, um, uh, small little things here and there it's like you would uh, you think about how many people you are letting down 
by quitting. So it is pressure, but it's also one of those things that motivates you. So uh, I remember I had a few schoolmates who were considering uh, dropping out. Now I asked them a few things. One of them was 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 that thing. So um, who who has helped you to get to med school? And uh, the next the next thing was um, uh, who is counting on you to become a doctor? And the uh, the other thing is like why did you choose to come to med school in the first place? Uh, we usually laugh and say. Yo, it's the money, and but it's like beyond the money. It's, it's like okay, beyond the money. What was the other reason? Because the money is not the real reason. Um, there's so many other things that you could do in life that pay way better than uh, doctor salaries. So the money is not really a, a, a very good reason for choosing medicine. So when we, when when I when I. I'm thinking of um, this one specific schoolmate. Uh, when I asked her um, uh, the reason why she came to med school, and she she told me how she's always wanted it. The, there are family members who have uh, died unnecessarily because they didn't have uh, medical care. And I was like, look, um, how many other members of your family are, are going to die if you don't make it you want to make a difference you may or may not make it through but by virtue of you having tried to make it that's enough um if uh, if you're a believer like god will look down upon you uh with favor and be like at least you tried so it's one of those things where you have to look deep down to the reasons why you chose med school in the first place, why you chose a career in medicine in the first place, and and then something usually, it um, things things fall into place, and you you see where your priorities lie, and you see that well maybe I can make it. There is a bigger plan because we didn't get here by accident. There there's so many things that happened in our lives to end up in med school. So it wasn't by accident that we ended up in med school. And uh, it would be a shame and a waste if you had to leave, yet you were destined to make it. For some people, yes, um, uh, it, it's their valid reasons why they never make it. Um, I've had, a, I've had a, um, a friends who went through uh, med school, they finished the whole thing, and at the end, with their medical degrees, decided, no, I don't want to be a practicing doctor. Um, but they were called to do something else greater. So everyone has a part to play, everyone has a story, and everyone has a, a destiny that they, that they can, uh, that they're supposed to go through. And I, 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 t I told my schoolmate uh, some of these anecdotes uh, from my experiences and my friends who have gone through med school. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I just want to say you're a very motivational speaker. There's so much pathos in everything you say. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so thank you for coming out of your busy day, busy schedule. I know you just told me you're cramming for stuff. Thank you for making it here yes. and talking to us. Yeah. Well, there there are a few things, yeah, that have been going on over these past few days. Um, so right now I'm preparing uh, to get into my third and fourth year. Uh, so this is this. Um, uh, let me just uh, 
summarize a little bit about how a Caribbean med school has slight differences with the U.S. So in our first two years, um, it's almost similar. Uh, we do uh, in-class um, uh, learning. So we learn uh, our basic sciences, like your physiology, biochemistry, pathology, pharmacology, and everything, uh, mostly in class. Uh, so we have some patient um, uh, um, uh, interactions, but not, 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 it's not a significant portion. And then after you finish these first two years, then you go into your practical training, which are the uh, uh, your practical training in teaching hospitals and, and clinics. So this is the point where I am right now. So in about um, as early as two weeks or maybe as late as six weeks, I will be going to my first hospital rotation and I will be seeing real patients. So uh, this is scary. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm excited. <laughs> And now I get to see real patients. Luckily, there are doctors with me, like our yeah. preceptors, who will be watching over us. Uh, so I won't make a mistake uh, because there's someone with me. But uh, it is scary that I am coming. <laughs> I'll be in contact with real patients. I did do a, a little bit um, of a, a real patient interaction uh, while I was in my first two years. Um, however, it was just uh, maybe I saw maybe 10 real patients overall. Um, uh, but now this will be my everyday life. So this is the part that I'm going into. So I'm still in my break, but um, there are a lot of things that are running around for me to prepare for that. So yeah, hence yeah. The, the, the little things that kept coming up over the past few weeks. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, so um, good luck with that. I know that it's it'll probably be a lot more refreshing to see actual patients yes. than look at your book all the time and study. So good luck Thank to that. You. I think I can see that you're excited <laughs> about that. I am. So. I'm scared. You should you should feel my pulse <laughs> right now when I think about it. <laughs> Even in the head, it's not actually happening. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> when would when would that be? Uh, when would you go out and see them? Oh, so um, most of our uh, rotations are, are usually Monday to Friday, so depending on the doctor's um, hours. So some of my friends who've gone through it um, have started their days like as early as 7.30 a.m. and finished um, at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Um, some, some guys have uh, luckier. They, they go to uh, the 8 a.m. and then they're done by midday. Um, but so I will be starting uh, hopefully uh, the first week of March, uh, but the latest I believe uh, that I will be starting is the, uh, the first week of May. Yeah, good luck, good luck. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, so I just want to wrap it up. Thank you yes. so much for taking time to come on to the show and talk to us. Thank you. Um, I'm very grateful I got to talk to you. You're very charismatic. You, Everything you say has so much passion. And yeah. I, I just smiled this whole time, and you made me go on like an emotional roller coaster. Well, we need you guys. So, we need you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, how so thank uh, you. 